Hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, David, it's going great, man. I am I'm fantastic. Do you have snow out there? We got snow. This is a different oh, world for me. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, uh, snow's melting here. It's, it's uh, above zero, finally. I'm just looking out the window. Looks like a kind of nice day out there. It looks nice here, but we got a fresh blanket of snow last night, overnight. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, wow. do global warming or climate change or I don't know. Yeah. Something. Something sciencey. Something sci Don't you science, bro? Yeah. And I was actually thinking how all this coronavirus stuff has finally knocked Greta Thunberg out of the news. So that's good. She's got to be going nuts right now. <laughs> I mean, she tried to get back in the news. She talked Did about she? how she thought she had coronavirus. Okay. She, yeah, the news headlines were Greta Thunberg uh, uh, may have coronavirus, and it's just basically her speculating that she might have it. <laughs> right. No actual positive test, just like, yeah, I think uh, my dad and I have it. So, like, trying to... <laughs> uh, That's very much in line with the mentality of someone like, I know, Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, who just tries to get in the news, although they're better at it, but... Those are the examples that came to mind. Yeah, no, I mean, if well, <clears throat> the difference might be between Kanye and Kim is that uh, they they don't seem to play the victim card as much, right? There's a certain no, yeah, they're the yeah, they're the aggressor. My childhood, you are rendering me from my school and preventing me from doing you bringing a catastrophe upon us all. Yeah. It also it also gets rid of the whole every Friday have students protest thing because there's no school left. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's dive into the topic I wanted to talk about. So keeping on the coronavirus thread, right? It's kind of occupying my thoughts a bit, and we've been talking about it a lot. But I'm I'm interested to know what you think. When we'll get civil unrest? Because I like it's getting clearer that that will happen because you know now you see there's some protests starting the um, they're starting to kind of be in the news these arbitrary fines there was like you know the father and kids who got an $800 fine for rollerblading Toronto has said they're going to ramp up their enforcement of the self isolation measures and stuff so I think as we see the as we see that ramp up and people actually get not just lose their jobs but then get fined for trying to live their lives and now like Doug Ford has extended the the like emergency order until the middle of May uh, I don't know what the other provinces are doing I saw Saskatchewan is thinking about like reopening but it's interesting because you know you see Twitter fight about this some people are against it and want to protest it some people are like no this is the best thing ever um, but there's no reasons provided that I read by the government, right? And I think that's a big problem as well. They're just saying, oh, we're extending it. They're not giving reasons. They don't have a timeline still. So I think as they can, it all seems arbitrary. So I, what do you think in terms of civil unrest and, and when will we see that? Will it be different in Canada versus the U.S. and other countries? Hold on. I can't hear you. Something's wrong with your microphone. Sounds like a robot.
Do you think it's your microphone or is it Zoom? How about now? Yeah, now I can hear you. Okay, hold on. Let me see if I can get my good mic back. Test one, two. Yes. Yeah. Is it okay now? Yeah. You can hear me all right? Yep. Okay, I guess we're back. I don't know what's all going right, on weird. there. Oh, well, so I'll cut this out, but you've got my, my premise and proposal. So yeah, what do you think? Uh, both, I mean, the two main things are it's extending and now they're starting to enforce these fines and stuff. Um, but really I'm interested in when will we see unrest? Right, well, I think most people, most middle-class people are not going to riot or you know, rebel anytime soon. Um, I think what, what we'll probably see is uh, growing crime, right? As people become desperate for food and different things like that. Mm. So I think what, what it'll take is a breakdown maybe of the supply chain to start happening. Uh, people having difficulty getting um, the necessities. Uh, and we're, we're starting to see some things. Like I know in Newfoundland right now, uh, they, th there's a, sh a shipping company that basically provides most of the that brings most of the supplies to the island or to Newfoundland is uh, in danger of being shut down. I'm hearing from people uh, in the trucking industry that a lot of tr big trucking companies are in danger of getting shut down because all their customers are, are pushing off payments for trying to defer payments for 90 days. But meanwhile, these trucking companies have to buy fuel. They have expenses, right. they have all these things going. So as these things start to happen, as we start to see trucking companies and, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing, uh, you know, issues with uh, producers not being able to get enough workers, perhaps for harvest or for planting. All these things are going to slowly start to add up and we'll eventually start to see supply chain problems. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we're going to see an increasing rate of crime as people who can't afford to live uh, start getting bolder and bolder and more desperate. Um, that That's probably you know, where it's going to start to happen. Now, I predict that if we start to see some chaos and mob rioting and things like that, it's not going to be directed at the government so much as it's just going to be uh, a mob start get, you know, people join a mob and they start looting or something right. like that. Um, that seems more likely. It seems unlikely to me. I just think people are, are too, they're too brainwashed and too, um, I don't know what the word is, but they're, they're, they don't feel any, um, they don't seem to feel any discontent towards government. You know, if anything, it's just, they're, they're using the wrong policies right now. If only we had the conservatives in charge here, or the Democrats in charge in the States, things would be better, but it, it's not like they have any kind of animosity towards government. They're, they're, begging government to do stuff right now right so, so I, 
So I, I don't think they would even know where to point their guns if they decided to rise up. And what I suspect will happen is they'll just point it at the people who have stuff and take the stuff, right? Right. And so, yeah, like when I look on Twitter, it's definitely more people in Canada supporting the measures to keep everyone locked down and getting mad at the minority that want some sort of freedom, right? I did see people get mad at the hypocrisy of Trudeau going to visit his family for Easter, but like that's just kind of par for the course. So now my mindset shifts because I, I agree at some point there'll be like those other issues, but I'm still trying to think if there will be any governmental, any pushback against the government. And so then my mind shifts to, you know, I hear about Saskatchewan potentially going to reopen, Texas potentially going to reopen by executive order. So if, because, you know, Sweden's open, people are talking about that now, Taiwan, uh, yeah. Japan mostly, I think, Singapore mostly. But if we actually see some states or provinces going against kind of the national trend and we see like people maybe will absorb that a bit more and be like, well, Saskatchewan can function. Why can't we? But yeah, so what do you think of once we see it in Saskatchewan and Texas maybe and maybe some because there's some states that have just not done much and like not taken large orders but that's different than like states coming out with an actual plan to you know deal with the virus and keep things open do you think that'll shift the public mindset at all i don't know i don't know if people are smart enough uh, or value liberty enough to do that I, I mean i hope that they look at things like sweden or you know some of these other places and say look why are we doing this and i, I suspect you know, before we see civil unrest towards the government, I mean, the government is smart. They're, they're doing right now what they think people want them to do, right? And they're right, right. you know, for the most part. Um, and so if the, if the um, zeitgeist starts shifting and people start being like, well, wait a sec, why do we have to shut down? Sweden seems to be doing all right. The, you know, if the government senses that shift in zeitgeist, they're going to suddenly start to ease off the restrictions right say, okay, so opening things up again right i mean they, they reason ex post facto they look at the tide and then they make their rationale uh based on all the science that supports them reopening now or something like right. that right but really they're just protecting their their job so i think before we see civil unrest we're going to see the government loosen restrictions for sure but i suspect that people aren't going to ask government to loosen the restrictions i suspect what will likely happen is we'll see an easing of restrictions as we get past the peak, you know, so probably towards the end of May, uh, maybe maybe even the end of June, we'll start to see things start to open up. Then we'll see another wave of COVID uh, on the rise uh, because obviously, you know, it's still out there in the wild. We haven't completely suppressed it. You know, mm -hmm. I read an article from, uh, you know, an institute I used to really love, the, the Center for Inquiry, um, a CFI. And they were, they were calling for a worldwide shutdown for four to six weeks, complete lockdown, no groceries, <laughs> no nothing. That's the only way to actually kill this virus, right? And they're probably right. It would completely kill the virus as well as millions of people. Um, but they're, right. they're saying, you know, so it just, it's nutty. But so what's going to happen? Because that's obviously an untenable solution. Um, there, there's going to be these kind of rolling or, shutdowns i think so we'll we'll reopen for a bit and then we'll see spikes and then they'll clamp down again to manage the 
spike and then they'll keep doing that and people will embrace it and they'll love it because they love government. They just love bending over and getting sodomized by the state. They just, they seem to love it. It tickles their prostate. I don't know what it is about it, but the, the people, they just love it. So they love it. What can so I you, I don't you don't think there's any, I agree that this government seems like it'll just, yeah, follow the public trend. And so if, if some of the governors, if some of the uh, premiers shift, then maybe the federal government would follow suit if the public kind of shifts its mindset. But you don't even think that's likely. You think, okay, maybe Saskatchewan will reopen, but most of the rest of Canada will still just Jones for government control. Right. And you know what? Look, it, it may be that we never return to normal. It may be that this, this is just the new normal that people embrace, right? I mean, movie theaters are what I'm missing right now. Mm -hmm. and maybe concerts and stuff like that but look i can get a big tv streaming services are getting better you know eventually maybe cineplex will start playing uh, while they're already starting to do play some of the the movies that are, are playing in theaters right on my tv so yeah. why would i ever go to a movie theater? Uh, Mike all right. So uh, as I was saying, I, this could very well be the new normal. So, you know, on top of movies that we can see in our house, uh, on top of being able to get everything delivered by Amazon and these delivery services, um, we're, we're seeing, you know, I'm seeing all these, this innovation coming out in school and education, kids being able to get educated right in their home. Um, you know, people are going to get used to this after a while and, and it's, I, I don't know that they'll offer the, up that much resistance from this just being the new norm. Um, right. You know, a lot of people who are unemployed right now are getting a government check. Why wouldn't they just want that to continue? Um, so, but you know, I, like those people are got to be loving it right now. I know one, at least one person on my Facebook feed I, I, who ha, relies on social assistance and has low paying jobs. He's, he was originally really worried about being out of work, but now he's like, Oh, I'm getting all this money. This is awesome. Yeah. And I can't imagine why that guy would ever want his situation to change. He can sit at home and watch his anime now and play his video games and never have to go to work. Yeah. So which people want society are going to want society opening and what, what average voter is going to want things to be reopened? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence in my fellow man right now that they're going to push back very hard on and closure and perpetuity of some thing. I mean, they might reopen some things, but I think we're, we're going to be experiencing a new norm here from now on out. I, I just can't see things returning to normal. I think this is the first time in all of our podcasts that you've successfully made me more pessimistic. I came in hoping for civil unrest, hoping we'd get out of this, but you're making quite good arguments as to why that won't happen. And yeah, I was, I was talking with a friend and she said a, an, a friend of hers was working two, two shifts a week, two days a week, but now in the US can get sick unemployment plus $600 a week. So he's making much more money than he was. So he may as well stop working. And apparently Bernie Sanders said like, when that threat or that potentiality was brought up, he was like, well, God forbid people get a living wage for three months. So it's like very much them sneaking in this universal basic income, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
We've got there must be some people. I mean, well, I know many well, he, here's, people don't here's, care here's, about here's liberty, but no, they they don't care about liberty. Uh, they don't. Nobody understands why the free market is better. Like even conservatives who tangentially kind of support free market or capitalism, they don't understand why it's better from a technical perspective or anything like that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just kind of a blind faith or something in it, right? Uh, like libertarians are the only ones that really understand why <laughs> socialism is evil and why this we need to fight hard for free markets. Uh, like it, it's not fundamentally freedom that other people care about. It's only us two really, and and a few a small percentage of people like us. So most people are just concerned: can I get everything I need? All right, we switched over to Skype because Zoom doesn't seem to be working for us. Uh, I don't know if the government or the NSA or someone's listening in, whatever. But as I was saying, um, I don't think that people that care that much about liberty. So as long as they get all the things that they need, their groceries, their entertainment, their alcohol, their whatever, um, why would they, and you know, or if they're not that fond of working their welfare check or their UBI or whatever it is, um, why would they make any waves about it at all? So if the government can figure out how to keep the supply chain going for the time being, how to iron out all, all these little wrinkles and how to meet people's demands, they may very well be able to keep this thing going perpetually. Um, well, not forever. They'll eventually collapse like the Soviet Union. <laughs> yeah, of course. The Soviet Union will eventually collapse. And, uh, you know, but but again, there's no incentive not to keep this thing going for as long as can possibly go. Right. So I have two other things like that I want to just bring up in this realm because they're tangentially related, each of them. One is, you know, so some people have been pointing to Sweden, let's say, as, oh, look, they're not doing these shutdowns. But then other people are saying, yeah, but their rates are like going up faster. Right. Yeah. And. Actually, I think I'll save this point for the next podcast because it's going to lead directly into what mm. I want to bring up for the next one. So that's a teaser talking about the, the okay. levels in Sweden. But shifting it to the, the I other can't point. wait to hear what I'm going to say in that <laughs> podcast. I better stay tuned. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you'll say. And I haven't I thought have no idea what it's going to be. I have no idea what it's going to be. <laughs> so the other thing I wanted to bring up, which is also kind of this new normal thing, is I've had multiple people, I don't think we've talked about this, but I've had multiple people, multiple people say they like their life better now. They've slowed down. Life has slowed down. They're out of the rat race, right? And it's like, my reaction has been, well, I, I figured that out over a year ago, right? Like my life has not changed really because I chose the life I wanted and it just happens to be more slowed down. I would like to go see movies and, and you know, go to shops. But generally speaking, but people are saying, oh, I have more time to spend with my family, with my pets, with to garden, you know, I'm much, yeah. they're not like driven to just purchase and this, you know, hardcore non-thinking consumerism. So it's like they, but they think this is why, or like they seem to not understand that they can make those value decisions on their own, but it's right. like, oh no, look how good it is. If we open everything up again, I'll just go back to my old, life that I actually maybe liked less. So what do you think exactly, of that exactly. factor? No, I, I think that's absolutely true. I, I, I feel that already to somewhat, like I, I kind of am digging things right now. Like I just start launched a website to have, by the way, go to timmoen.net and check out my new website. All our oh, podcasts man. are there, all my videos. 
Yeah. Dot uh, com is taken by some production designer who works with Keanu Reeves or something like that. I guess there's another Tim Mullen who's out there doing stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I, I've taken the time to start building my empire. And uh, thanks, government, for sh taking away all my all the distractions that were preventing me from doing that. So I guess, you know, maybe they have a point. Maybe this is the new normal, right? And I, I actually commented on my Facebook page a while ago. I said, you know, the safest world is a utopia where we are all in our bio-sealed, hermetically sealed uh, biopods, isolated from one another, uh, while we have uh, are being fed an IV drip of like Soylent Green designed by scientists to meet our nutritional needs perfectly, yeah. while our cerebral cortexes are jacked into, let's call it a matrix, uh, that you know where no one's saying anything mean about us or committing microaggressions and it's all happy joy joy feelings all the time and uh, and we can live out our fantasies and interact with people virtually uh, that could be a utopia to some people uh, and and um, why would anyone not want that right uh, so the matrix to me you know it kind of it's almost like science fact like we we were in a lot of ways plugged into a matrix. And we're we're, we're in our Facebook feeds. We we just live live a digital life. It's becoming right. coming more digital. We're we're getting things streamed right into our homes. All our entertainment, all uh, every, everything we want is comes coming to us. It's just one step away from being inject straight into our, to our vein. Um, like it's it's delivered to our, to our homes. We don't have to leave. We don't have to do anything. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, well, well what I was saying is what. What answer would we have oh. to someone who doesn't, who, who says that the matrix is utopia? Like, what could we tell that person about yeah, I, that dystopia, not a utopia? Because right. by all metrics of, uh, you know, what we consider success in life, that would be a utopia. Not, not what I consider success, but what many oh. people consider success. Yeah, well, well, tell me, why wouldn't you consider that uh, a, a hap, like, because it's well, first of all, it's not reality, right? Like I want to live in reality, not in a in a fictional realm that's built up. That's why I don't like social media. That's why I don't like the internet generally, right? I want to live in reality. I want to interact with humans. Um, but like I think the point you made about we're almost there, anyways, is true. I remember Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast a while ago talking about a neural net. And how once we have that, we'll just have everything like downloaded into our brain. That's almost what people have now. They're just staring at a screen. So there's a slight filter, but they're basically whatever they want to access. They just kind of stare at a screen incessantly. So people are quite well um, prepared for this or they, they've been acclimatized to this sort of like lock everyone in their room, which I mean, I, this brings us to what we talked about last time. You know, this part, the the services these billionaires have created for us are so good that people don't need anything else. They can just sit at home, let the government control their lives as long as they get, you know, their their pittance of content and food, which is cheap and easy to produce on mass by the capitalists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see why why people wouldn't love this and love it to continue in perpetuity i don't know all right well we'll end on that dejected note so thanks tim red pill me david i demand it i i'm i need it I, i'm getting sucked into the matrix here 
No, I told you this is the first time you've succeeded in making me. I'm not actually pessimistic because I don't think it'll that'll happen to my life. But you've made me pessimistic about the state of society for the first time. So congratulations, wow. Tim. I didn't mean to. I'm making <laughs> me pessimistic for the first time too. I, I didn't. I didn't go into this conversation with a pessimistic feeling, but my brain just things happened, and yeah. I just got that way, and I couldn't stop myself. And well, we'll see what happens in the next month, and uh, we can touch base on the optimism or pessimism of how long people will just not care about their liberties. Part of, like I, based on what I hear from the Ayn Rand Institute about America's sense of life, they hold that America will, like Americans more than anyone else in the world, will will fight back. They, like, because freedom is in their kind of blood more than any other country on earth. So maybe in the US they'll fight back, but probably not in Canada. So yeah. uh, that seems to be the, the Ayn Rand Institute's position. And Ayn Rand often held that, that like dictatorship will be hardest to establish in America rather than anywhere else. No, I think I think there's some truth to that. I mean, I look at my U.S. friends and you know the guns and everything else. Like it's hard to get a VR simulator of firing uh, lead downrange and smelling that gunpowder and and feeling that shock and hearing the boom and you yeah. know I, and that's how America was founded. It was when a bunch of libertarians picked up their guns and shot a bunch of conservatives and says, no, we will not have the matrix here, you red coats. So maybe that holds, still holds true in America. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right. There's a little bit of hope for everyone. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Thanks, David.